We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All systems are go. Ladies and gentlemen, Chris Van Vliet! All right, my friends. Welcome back to another audio adventure on Insight with Chris Van Vliet. Hey, that's me. I'm Chris Van Vliet. So good to see you here. So good to have Taya Valkyrie back with us for the third time. The first time she was on the show was the end of 2020. Then we had her on a little over a year ago, February 2022. Both of those were in her house, like sitting there at her kitchen with the dogs running around in the background, making a little bit of noise, saying hi to us. If you haven't checked those out yet, go find them either here on the podcast or on my YouTube channel. Great conversation and a great deep dive into who Taya is and and what makes her tick. This one was in the studio and it's a decidedly like very different conversation just with everything that's going on in Taya's world right now. She's pumped. She's pumped with where she's at and rightfully so. She signed with AEW, made her debut in March in front of that raucous Canadian audience in Winnipeg. I mean, she's Canadian and the Canadian crowd was just eating it up. So, so good. And she's on fire right now. She's like, what, two months into her AEW uh, career so far. And she has a shot for the TBS championship this Sunday at double or nothing. And that match is going to be awesome. We also saw her in her husband, John Morrison's corner when he made his boxing debut at Creator Clash 2. He was a shockingly great boxer. Just call that guy Johnny KO. I mean, he has all kinds of different Johnny nicknames, but right now he is Johnny KO. Go check out that fight or the highlights of that fight from Creator Clash 2 if you haven't seen it yet. Like Very, very impressive in there. Please take a screenshot, share this episode with somebody who you know will love it, and tag us on social media. Taya is at the Taya Valkyrie. I'm at Chris Van Vliet. And if you're not already, please, it would mean so much to me and to the show if you would follow the show or subscribe wherever you're listening right now. We've got so many great episodes on the way, including this one. So let's get right into it. Please welcome Taya Valkyrie. It is so good to see you. Hi. So many good things going on in your world, man. I know. I'm just smiling like a nerd over here. (laughs) There's there's no reason not to smile if you're Taya Valkyrie, right? Yes. Yes. Things have been crazy, but in the best way possible. That's great. Congratulations on the AEW debut. Thank you. In Canada. In Canada too. Yeah. It was very special. And it's funny because you had done an interview like a few weeks before that 
And they were like, you know, AEW is going to be in Canada next week, Winnipeg. What are you doing on that day? I was day? just lying. I was just <laughs> full eyes. <laughs> How cool, though, to be able to debut in front of the Canadian audience. I mean, I was a little bit nervous. I was like, please, Canada, please, please be there for me. Like, please cheer for me. You know, you never know. You always have those second guesses. Like, are they going to know who I am? Like, I don't know. And they were there for me. So yeah. I am forever grateful. And Winnipeg, thank you very much. <laughs> were, was this like, uh, you know, a, a super huge secret where they were like sneaking you into the arena and sneaking you through the airport? Yeah. So I okay. flew in and was actually flying on like the same flight as a bunch of people coming from LA, like the Bucks and, and everybody. And like, as soon as we got to the, the Winnipeg airport to get off the plane, like I had put a hat on, I put a mask on and like tried to like cover myself up because like as soon as you walk down, I walked off like down the escalator and there were fans everywhere. So well, you're, and like, you're pretty recognizable. Yeah, I, mean. I don't exactly <laughs> blend it. Uh, so I had to like really cover up and then I actually, they had me staying at a different hotel than all of the other people on the roster. Oh, wow. So I was at a secret hotel, a secret location, uh -huh. had a secret SUV pick me up and bring me to the secret back door. And uh, yeah, that's how it went down. And then when you walk in and you're amongst friends and colleagues. Everyone's like, like, oh my God, what are you doing here? And I was like, surprise. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's yeah. Great. So, I mean, I, I had a few friends that knew what was kind of going on, but yeah, I think yeah. also just like things happen so quickly and, and sometimes you just, you know, keep, it's more fun to keep it a secret, right? Yeah. I love surprising people and I will lie on a podcast or two to get, <laughs> to get the surprise to come, you know, work out perfectly. So Ooh. I was, I was so excited that uh, people were excited to see me. The crowd was great. Tony has been fantastic and amazing um, to me from day one. And uh, yeah, I'm just very happy to be there. You had kind of, you know, had a glimpse of what AEW was like because John was there for a few appearances. Mm -hmm. Is that what kind of got the wheels moving on this? Um, I mean, I think that, you know, everything had to take its time properly. Like, I feel like people are like, why didn't you go there sooner? Or like, it's, it's not up to me. <laughs> uh, contrary to what people think, you actually have to be offered a job and like things have to be, you know, at the right place at the right time. And there had been talks over the last year, all of, you know, 2022 about and speculation and rumors and things like that. But um, I just knew that like my work was going to speak for itself. And when the timing was right, I would get that chance. And that's exactly what happened. Like I became undeniable in 2022. I really put myself out there, you know, won awards, biggest comeback of the year by PWI and multiple, you know, five different championships across the world. Yeah. I put in the work. And so I knew that that would pay off and it did. Yeah. And, you know, when we, I had a meeting in, um, when AEW was in Los Angeles in January was when I was able to speak to Tony face to face. Um, cause we had spoken through texts and things like that, but you know, I sat down with him and it just kind of went from there. And I just had to wait for that moment and yeah, it yeah. came. And then all of a sudden here we are. So, yeah. you know, and, and, it, and even with the conversation, you know, things didn't happen like right away. It's, it's just not how business works. It's not how this works at all. And I was obviously have commitments with multiple companies. I really pride myself on never leaving, you know, never closing a door. And I really wanted to finish those storylines and finish those things properly. You know, impacts mm -hmm. has been a huge part of my career and my life. I never, ever wanted to leave them high and dry or, or anything, but I also had to protect myself in the way that I had to pick what was best for my next step. Yeah. And also MLW was nothing but fantastic to me. Court Bauer, shout out to you guys. You guys were great. That roster is fantastic. Like these people 
really helped me get through a really horrible part of my career, or at least mentally, I was not in a good spot last year. And I'm forever grateful for them. And because yeah. of them, I was able to, to, take, to take this next step. I love how intentional you were about your career last year. Like you basically- oh, yeah. No one can tell me shit. <laughs> but that's that's a huge thing, not just in wrestling, but just in life being intentional and going, this is what I'm setting out to do. Mm-hmm. Nothing's going to stand in my way. Yeah. And I mean, I was almost standing in my own way at first because I was questioning my value and questioning where I belonged in this in this grand scheme of professional wrestling. Do I belong here? All this, you know, the mental games that we play with ourselves because yeah. we care so much. Like that's what people don't realize. And um I'm just happy that I I did what I did and mm-hmm. I did do it with intention and I did do it with, you know, like reminding myself, like, remember who you are in the words of like <laughs> Mufasa. But like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just like I had to kind of do that for myself yeah. and I did it and I did it over and over again. And, you know, that people say like hard work pays off. Well, it, it certainly did for me. Yeah. So. And that women's roster is so stacked in AEW. And now we add you, another amazing talent, onto that. The amount of matches you could have there is it's, it's pretty mind-blowing. I mean, there's so many first-time matchups too, which I don't yes. think people realize. Uh, so that's really exciting for me. And I think that that was like a main reason why I, you know, I chose to go to AEW is because it was somewhere that I hadn't been before with people I had never wrestled on a different stage, on a different platform. I've accomplished all these wonderful things. And I just, you know, I... I'm always up for a challenge. Well, <laughs> I don't like to make things easy on myself. So I was just, you know, very excited to be to be given this opportunity. This match with you and Jade at Double or Nothing, mm-hmm. it, it's a really, really interesting match. Yes. Jade has been fantastic. I mean, I've, you know, wrestled every type of female wrestler, man, everything. <laughs> you know what I mean? And like, yeah. I've seen a lot of people commit to something and then, and then you know, they don't get to that stage where they want to be in their career or they give up. And Jade obviously has not been in the business in a really long time, but her passion and determination and her athleticism. And like, you can tell she's an athlete because, and she just like, you can't tell her a shit either. Like she's just like, she really wants to prove herself. And uh, I'm happy to be in a ring with someone like that. And, um, you know, just to see that the business is going in a positive direction and, you know, I'm excited for double or nothing. I'm not, I'm not going to take it easy on her. Uh, She's and not going to take it easy nope, on you. It's going to be so she physical. She, of course she won't. And that's fine. I love it. Like, bring on the violence. And uh, I'm just excited to be doing it in Las Vegas. And it's, for, Las a Vegas. Champ- <laughs> and it's for a championship, for the, the TBS championship yes. on the line. I just I just love this arc that you've had. Uh, it, it's been such an exciting two months of you and AEW. Just, just two How months. How has it been like Right? Like just two weeks? months? <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like, I mean, you're just, just getting started here. I'm cruising along. There's also, you know, a a portion of the audience who's maybe never seen you work before. Yeah. And they're all going, oh, yeah. That's, that's been interesting to deal with because yeah, there's always, there's obviously people have followed me for a long time or seen my work elsewhere. And then there's a bunch of people that are just like, who is this chick and where did she come from and why do I care kind of thing. So I'm having to re-prove mm. myself to a lot of people, which is fine. I've done it before and I'll do it again. Do you have, is there an audience that just knows Frankie Monet and doesn't know I Taya? think there is, definitely. That's wild to me. Yeah. I mean, who was she? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, who was she? Who was that? Yeah, no, I mean, I think it's just like anything. There's a, people that only watch one show. They don't, they're actually 
you know, only a WWE fan or only an AEW fan or only an Impact fan and they don't see everything else beyond that. So um, it's great to kind of just reopen people's eyes and I invite them to Google me and look at my <laughs> matches because uh, there's a lot of them. <laughs> I, I like your stuff in Lucha so much. Lucha Thank Underground. You. Oh my goodness. So good. Yeah, it was one of my favorite times in my career, definitely. And it's cool to, you know, for some of us, like we're all sticking together through all this, you know, like getting to AEW and being with Brian Cage again and seeing Strickland there and Phoenix and Pentagon and me. And like, it's just the crew. I was talking the about... The crew that just, <laughs> just cruises through life together. I yeah. was talking about this with Chavo in a recent episode. Like everybody who was in Lucha Underground went on to do something amazing from yeah. there. Like the talent pool there was second we were just That was our first little breakout. That was our first big break in the world and... Some of us in for the, in the States, that was our first time, you know? Yeah. So it was a big deal. And obviously, they know how to pick them because we've all <laughs> gone on to do some crazy stuff. There was, a, 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 I guess, a bit of time there last year when a lot of people who did get released from WWE were getting re-signed. Mm -hmm. Were you and John like, maybe that'll be us? Or I'm just on to something else right now. I didn't really think about it too much. Um I've, Obviously, I have some friends that have gone back. And for example, Chelsea Green is an example. And she's thriving and mm -hmm. she is killing it. Uh, I'm so proud of her. Um, but like, I didn't really think about it too much. Uh, I just knew that if it was meant to be, it'd be meant to be. And also I wasn't in kind of indifferent. I didn't know if I wanted to subject myself to being in a space like that again. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, it worked out. <laughs> I, I We talked about and this. And I could not be happier about it. So yeah. And we talked about this last time, the fact that you didn't sell your house here in California. Oh my God. Yeah. Like that, it just, it's amazing how things work out. I always, you know, I don't know if people are religious or whatever you believe in, but I definitely believe that the universe has always got a plan. Mm -hmm. And whatever that is, yes, it's going to suck sometimes. You're going to cry. You're going to be upset. You're going to be mad. But also at the end of the day, there is a plan for you. So, yeah, I, I think like it, it always rings in my head this too shall pass. Yeah. Like the bad times this too shall pass. The good times also. This too shall pass. Right. You never know. Yeah. And I it, mean, it's kind of like a big circle mm -hmm. of like, and you just got to take it a day at a time. And yes. I'm, oh God, I sound so corny, but, uh, <laughs> it's just true. I don't know. Like I just have to kind of look back on things and I can still like have moments where I'm like, Oh my God, that was horrible. Or like, you yeah. know what I mean? When mm -hmm. I think back on it or you get a Facebook memory that pops up and you go, Ugh, Oh, like, you're like, I got to delete that. Like, what is that? What's happening here? And I just remember how happy I was in that moment or how upset I was in that moment. But I feel like those are all the things that shape us and um, allow us to be human and feel things and grow from things and learn from things. So um, I take all those bad moments and I put them in a little box and I keep them away from me mm -hmm. well, <laughs> and I move on. And look, there's there's good in, in every day and I, there's good in every moment. It might be difficult to see it sometimes. Mm -hmm. It may take a week or a month or a year yeah. to look back and go, Oh yeah, because of that thing, I'm now doing this thing. Oh yeah, and I'm fully aware that like because of all the things that happened to me, you know, over the course of the last three years, I mean, in the world in general, the mm -hmm. pandemic and all the, the horrible things that have happened. I mean, I'm fully aware that without those horrible things, I don't think I would be where I am now. Yeah. So. I love that. Bring it on. <laughs> so I had John on the show just a few months ago yeah. and we were talking about his boxing match. Oh my God. And now it's, it's happened. <laughs> You guys look like such rock stars there. That day was a lot. <laughs> that weekend was a lot. Uh, I am, yeah, I was in my boxing wife era, as I like to post <laughs> about it. But yeah, it was it was a lot, but it was so fun and, and just like a weird 
alternate universe where all of a sudden John's a boxer. <laughs> is, is that world anything similar to wrestling at all? Um, I mean, first of all, this was an influencer event. So that was also like, I'm not a gamer. I've never tried to be a gamer. I don't know anything about that universe and Twitch streams and yeah. all that stuff. So, so that was interesting because I felt like we were outsiders within that world because even though we are influencers by our followings and like what we do and being on television, we aren't that part of niche, right. part of that niche. Mm -hmm. So that was interesting. Like um, Mackenzie Mitchell and Vic obviously came and stayed like and to watch the fight and everything with us in, um, in Tampa. And like Mackenzie and I, I remember walking into the like the party the night before and I was like, we do not belong here. <laughs> we do not belong. Uh, but it was so fun. Like everyone was so kind. Everyone's energy was great. John looked good John, in there too. I was like, oh God, we just got to get through this. And then once it was over, I was just like, <laughs> like, yeah. He looked good. He looked he, like for that to be his first match, his first boxing match. Mm -hmm. He looked good. Just a little, he's a green boy, you know, he's just getting his first match. In. I mean, John defies, like John ages backwards. It's yeah, incredible. It's very annoying. It's very annoying. <laughs> I, I can't get over how good he looks. It's, it's amazing. And then to move the way that he moves at his age, nothing. Mm -hmm. By no means is he old. Are you age being ageist? No. <laughs> but there's a lot of people though that would be like, man, he moves like he's 27. Yeah. And because he trains that way. He yeah. trains so hard. I don't think people realize like he was training for, you know, five, six months with Josh Barnett on a regular basis um, to get ready for the fight. And also training with all different types of boxers at different boxing gyms and different people so he could learn to also be fighting a guy who's six, seven yeah, or six, five or however tall Harley is yeah, uh, tall. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, he was training to like punch upwards and do these different techniques for, to be able to take down Harley. And that he did three times. So when you're, si times. when you're sitting there at ringside, are you like, ah, John's got this. Well, here's, a, here's a little fun fact. Uh, I <laughs> thought that I was going to do the entrance with him. And then I was going to go sit in the front row with Mackenzie. Okay. That did not happen. An hour before the fight, John says, oh, Kira, like, you're going to be in my corner with Josh. And I was like, pardon me? <laughs> I was in six-inch heels, a sparkly Barbie romper, and not prepared to be a corner man. And I was like, pardon me? What do you mean? And he goes, and Josh's like, no, you're going to carry the ice bucket. You're going to tell me the times and all this stuff. And I'm like, I'm sorry, what? Wow. So I started freaking out. <laughs> So that is why you see me with no shoes on and black commission gloves because the commissioner for the had to sit next to me and then I was in the middle of Josh. And so I had to wear the commissioner gloves. I had to take off my shoes because I couldn't walk up and down the little steps to the ring every round. Why didn't you get and I had to have to, I had my phone like this going, one minute, 30 seconds. And I was just like, yeah. I was like, why thank you, get John. Thank you. Hacksaw Jim Duggan could have done this. John wanted it to be me. So that's amazing. I said, next time, please just give me a warning so I can wear some, you know, something a little bit more appropriate uh, to be a tournament. <laughs> and I told Josh, I'm like, next time we're wearing like matching track suits. And he was just like, yeah, okay. Uh, but it was very fun. And I just didn't realize how like I had to be calm at, during this time because Josh is obviously telling John things while he's in the ring. Mm. And I was swearing and screaming and trying to jump out of my seat. And Josh had to like literally put his hand on my leg and be like, I need you to shut up. <laughs> I need you to shut up because. John has to be able to hear me. And I was like this, like <laughs> clenching the seat and the commissioner is like holding me back basically because I was just swearing and screaming and all this stuff. Man. So I had to be like well-behaved. Yeah, Josh Burnett got mad at me because I was 
so <laughs> being is, too crazy. Is John a pro boxer now? Or I mean, is, he is John might be. still a pro wrestler? He's he's all the things. He really is. He's a pro. That's it. He worked very hard for that. And uh, you never know uh, if he's going to do another one. We'll see. He called out KSI, which was brilliant. He's a wild man. You know, <laughs> it's wild. Uh, so I'm just, you know, going to continue my, my boxing wife era. And if I have to corner, be a corner man again, I will have a bedazzled black tracksuit. <laughs> <laughs> Look, if he retired today, be 1-0. Yeah. Brilliant. Undefeated. Undefeated. Would you have a boxing Absolutely match? Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> no? I got I, like approached by an other kind of like influencer fighting league like, okay. like, a week after. And I was just like, no. You thought about it though, didn't you? No. No? No, I'm not into it. No. Mm. <laughs> no, I'm good. I'm good at what I do and I'm going to continue to do that. that well, that's, this is the reason that you're in the position that you're in exactly. right now. Exactly. I'm not trying to get punched <laughs> in the face. <laughs> For real. <laughs> I asked you this question before, but I'm curious, you know, maybe your answer will change now. There may be people who are not familiar with your work before AEW. Mm -hmm. So what match should they go back and watch to see what you're all about? I mean, anything from Lucha Underground, like you said, I mm. think is, is, is great. I feel so like, many people slept on Lucha Underground. Oh, yeah. Now it's like a cult classic. Go watch a full episode and go, man. Yep. This uh, is so good. I feel like I had some really great matches versus Jordan Grace when I was at Impact, especially, you know, when I was being heel Taya 2019 badass knockouts champion. Uh, and also, you can go back and look at things like me versus Ayako Hamada in Tijuana if you want to see that real Weraloka, bloody guts, disaster, <laughs> awesome, no DQ match. <laughs> Man. Ta-da! <laughs> <laughs> when you... When you look at the roster right now, who you said there's a bunch of matches that you know, would be first time matches. Mm -hmm. Who are the ones you're most excited about? Um, I really want to wrestle Ruby Soho. I really want to wrestle Soraya, Jamie Hayter, Britt <clears throat> Baker. I mean, there's endless possibilities there. And I also just think that I would love to do some mixed tag stuff with, you know, Adam and Britt, me and John, me tagging with the Lucha Brothers. There's a million things that I want to do. And I, yeah. I just can't wait to to continue doing them. And that's yeah. exactly what we're doing. That's exactly what Double or Nothing is all about. And uh, better watch it on pay-per-view. <laughs> we're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. With the experience that you have, you go into the AEW locker room for the first time in AEW, mm -hmm. but you're a veteran. Mm -hmm. So how were you received in that locker room? I was welcomed with open arms and was... Such a good energy. Everyone was just like surprised to see me. Also, I think the like Brit, I think Brit knew, I'm trying to think who else knew, but um, 
yeah, it was just so positive. And I mean, when you're starting a new job anywhere, it doesn't matter where it is, you know, in a, in a studio like this or if it's in pro wrestling or yeah. a restaurant, like you, you always have those kind of nerves because you never know what's really going to happen. And it's like walking in the first day of school, Yeah, you know, like, you know, and catering. I'm like, which lunch table do I sit at? Like, yeah. you know, like <laughs> you're still, I'm still, you know, like trying to figure that out. But honestly, everyone was like so welcoming and excited and uh, it just made me a much more calm person and just felt like I belonged there. So what is the best item they have in catering, by the way? When I was there, there was this chocolate cake that was unreal. Listen, I don't like sweets. I've never been a sweets person, so I don't. But like there's where were we? There was a few weeks ago. And I swear to God, like I went into catering for lunch. I came back out. I had to go talk to someone. And all of a sudden there was like four tables of cake. I was like, where is this cake coming from? So it's like they just I mean, I personally don't eat a lot when I'm at work because I have nerves. And, well, I, and you got to go out there in front of the world. Yeah. And people already criticize the way we look. So I don't want to, you know, add to that, but it's like, they just have everything you could dream of. I yeah. That, that is it's so cruel. Endless amounts of Diet Coke. It's great. <laughs> it's so cruel for for them to have that kind of food out there. Yeah. And then you guys to be expected to go out in your spandex yeah. an hour or two later. Yeah. But they have, also they have tons of like super healthy stuff for us to eat too. So it's good. So you, gotta, if you can have the best of both worlds. <laughs> are, are, because you're a veteran, are there people going, Taya, could you watch my match and let me know what you think? Or, uh, what did you think of this? I mean, that happens more on the indies. I bet. Uh, what, what is the biggest piece of advice that you have for somebody that says, can you watch my match? A lot of the times I say, and I stand by this, is the best experience is just being in front of people. Like You can train in a school as much as you want, but those little moments in between and like taking your time and or <laughs> figuring out what works and what doesn't work. Yeah. You learn those things being in front of people. So I'm always like, go out there and have as many matches as you can. I don't care if it's in front of five people, but you just need that experience because that's also how just you become more comfortable in yourself as a performer. What do you think is the best piece of advice that you were given early on that you now take with you into every match that you have? Um, I mean, I've been told all sorts of things. <laughs> <laughs> some good, some, some bad. Good, some bad. <laughs> I mean, it was just, yeah, like, I just think that the people, all my coaches were just like, you have to work hard. And that's basically what you have to do. You have to work hard. This is nobody's handing you anything. That's just life. Uh, and as much as you can, like, look back and be like, well, this person got this opportunity or this person doesn't deserve it. Like, well, why do you deserve it? Mm. I know I deserve this spot because I worked really, 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 really hard. Mm. And I have given my life to this and it is my passion. It's what I do. It's who I am. And I will continue to do that. So I know I earned that spot. So you have to just put in the work. And also it just helps you appreciate your own effort too. Mm. I've heard from so many wrestlers, the advice they've been given is slow down. Like you think you're going slow, like slow oh, down. Oh, well, I mean, more. yeah. Like I, for example, uh, the Rampage episode that just aired. Yeah. I felt when I held the belt up that it was like so long. <laughs> and then I watched it back. I'm like, damn, I should have given it an extra beat. Like things like that. Like you're, you're, st I'm still figuring it out. I am not perfect. Do I think that I still make mistakes? Absolutely. But I will continue to grow and I look at stuff like that. Yeah. The slowing down thing. A lot of people rush everything. Mm. And like, especially when you are in a crowd as big as those dynamite and rampage crowds, like raw or SmackDown crowd. Yep. yep. When you do something, it takes a second for the people to respond too. It's almost like a wave and like the sound that you hear from them reacting because 
people you're doing it and then they're seeing it, you know? And so it's very different that way than an indie show where everything is a lot more intimate, you know? So I still now, you know, telling myself to slow down (laughs) and hold the championship belt up. For one more beat. <laughs> it is amazing, though, that the camera, how the cameras can find you. Yeah. Like, you're supposed to play to them, obviously, mm-hmm. but it's amazing how good they are at finding you. And- yeah, and, like, that's an important thing, too, with television is knowing where your cameras are and yeah. having that real, those, you know, talking to the camera guys and, and having them know, well, this is going to happen here. I really want to be able to look right down the lens at that one moment. Um, you know, so it's just, just so many moving parts. <laughs> So, you know. So with everything with everything you have going on, what's going on with uh, designing clothes? Actually, speaking of, I actually just got samples this week. Wow. So we are looking at having something released very, very soon. Samples came. I'm very happy with them. The colors are great. Uh, and I'm just kind of finalizing the designs and stuff like that for them. So, so. what are you, what are we talking weeks here? Are we talking months? I want to say like in a month or so. Okay. A month, month and a half. I just, you know, for the summer. It'll be out for the summer. So with wrestling being the main focus right Mm -hmm. now and clothing being, you know, the other thing you're doing, Mm -hmm. do you foresee a time in the future, maybe it's five years, maybe it's 10 years, where those flip? I think no matter what age I am or what I'm doing, I'm always going to be involved in entertainment and creating in the arts. Do I know what that is? Yeah. No. Like you were doing something with RuPaul's Drag Race. Oh my God, I love. We'll get we'll get into oh that in a second. My other my other love, <laughs> RuPaul's Drag Race. <laughs> but yeah, no, I just I I always just know that I'm going to be creating and doing art or in some capacity, if that's in wrestling or television or fashion, whatever that is. That's just who I am. That's who I've been since I was a little kid. But, Make, making stuff and making people watch me do stuff. <laughs> yeah. Dressing people up and you know that's just me. So yeah, just you know, you know this. Unfortunately, this job can't last forever. Of course, you can't take bumps till you're. Well, you could take bumps till you're eighty. I don't know. You never know. Do you think about what's after that? I mean, I think we always we all do. Yeah. Um, but I think it's also just important to set yourself up in the best way you can. Like, if that's financially, if that's with other projects, if that's in real estate, if that's with starting another job or a side yeah. hustle or whatever that is. You know, I, I always think about that stuff. But I also think that. Um, Society in general likes to put a cap on women way before they put a cap on men. Mm. And that's something that is very annoying. Mm. <laughs> and, you know, you, there's there's men on television wrestling in their 50s and no one has a problem with it. But if you're over 35 and you're a woman, oh my God, how I, dare you? I had the same throw conversation. Throw her away with the trash. Yep, like I had the conversation <laughs> with Mickey and she's like, it's just, it's, it's so unfair. It's so unfair. And so I don't know when I'm, you know, I feel the best I've ever felt physically right now. I feel like my wrestling is at its best. Yeah, I feel you're crushing the it. most confident and my baddest bitch self that I do right now. Like, you know what? Me at 25 would not be this person because yeah. it's taken me this time and it's taken me these years of experience to become the woman I am today. Mm. So... I don't know how long I'm going to be wrestling for, but I don't want people to assume or say, well, she's a girl. Get get out of here. You know what I mean? Like, because yeah. no one has a problem when it's a guy. It's just a matter of your body's going to give out at some point. A hundred percent. But that's just like anything. Yeah. It's like anything. So I am taking it one day at a time. I'm taking the best care I can of myself physically, mentally, doing all the things. That I need your skincare to- routine. It's incredible. 
Look at this. Wow. Look at that finish. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah, that's a whole other subject. Uh, but yeah, like you just, I just have to do what's best for me and like listen yeah. to myself and, and just be ready all the time. Like, yeah. you know, I'm really freaking good at my job. Yes. And so I, and I'm aware of it and I have no problem saying it. <laughs> I, so I don't want, you know, I just, I'm going to do this until I'm, I'm ready to not do it anymore. You're one of the very best in the world at what you do. And I love that it's on display every single yeah, week and for I'm everybody unapologetic to see. about it because <laughs> I was apologetic about it for a long time. And people are told you tell told like as, as women or as human beings, even like you shouldn't be overly proud of yourself. Well, I'm damn proud of myself for yeah. what I've done and accomplished. I'm, so. I'm a, Probably by the time this episode comes out, I'm going to be a dad, which is crazy. Which is crazy. I'm so happy for you. Yeah. No, thank you. <laughs> Do you and John ever think about making beautiful, super athletic children? Uh, we, we've talked about it. I think that's They'd the other- They'd be so beautiful. I know, but that means I have to actually be pregnant. Mm, this is true. <laughs> <laughs> which is something that honestly, and like other, some women will probably frown upon this, but I just like, I don't know, man. I, I can tell you that my wife is not really enjoying being pregnant. Yeah, I don't know. It doesn't seem like, yeah. I don't know. I mean, you never know. You never know. I think I've, she enjoys the outcome of what this is going to be. Yes. But she's not enjoying the day-to-day of Yeah, like, I don't, I don't know. I, I think I would be a miserable pregnant person. Yeah. <laughs> but also, yeah, our kids would be athletic. Oh, man. They'd be geniuses. signing scholarships coming out of the womb. Yeah. They'd, yeah. Be, they'd parkour out. Seriously. You know, side flip. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you never know. But you there's the know. whole you got to be pregnant thing. There's the whole you got to be pregnant thing. And there's a whole I am an athletic person as for my job. <laughs> yeah, take Could be a problem. <laughs> Could be a problem. Yeah. So, but, but you never know and you never say never. And also nowadays, like people are having children later in life and careers are more important uh, to a lot of women nowadays. And I, I consider myself one of those people too. So well, you're in your prime. If, if it comes down to it and it happens, cool. If it doesn't, that's okay too. We've always, always talked about um, adopting or, you know, other alternative ways of, you know, being parents if we want to. So, um, I will let the universe figure it out. For now, you've got two very famous I have, dogs. I have two very famous dogs. One is very smart. One is very dumb. Uh, yeah. Bowie and Presley. I also want to add a third one, but we don't, oh. have, we don't have time. I know. How do you have time for two, but I not know, three? Know, Come on. I know. I really want a little girl. Who looks after the, the dogs when you guys are on the road? So they go to this pet hotel here in Hollywood. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. It's very bougie. And I love that it's in Hollywood, it's too. A, it's the Hollywood location. Not, uh, not in the valley. Not in the valley. No, like I found this. Uh, they go to WAG. They go to WAG hotels. Have you heard of them? No. They're all should over in California. You should you should know about WAG. We just pass our dog off to the friend. Yeah, like, they're, so, they're so great. They uh, Presley hates it. I can watch them on camera, like playing in the playroom. And Presley is always like in the corner standing there like... Where's my mom? Where's my sashimi? I do not want to be here. <laughs> and Bowie is like doing laps and like talking to all the other dogs and like having a gale time and then like comes over to like friggin' Presley and just like checks on him and stuff. And then it's just, it's sad, but it's, it's great. So why can't you add another one to the mix? <clears throat> we'll see. We'll oh, see. this could be in the works. We'll see. Uh, the biggest, also the other thing is too, is like when we travel with them, it's hard to travel with three because you can yeah. only have one dog. Per person. And airplanes have made it, airlines have made it a lot more difficult to travel the dog. Yes. And I, I don't know. Traveling with three seems like it would, what are we supposed to Because they need to be in a carrier now, right? They have to right? be in a carrier. They can't, yeah. two of them can't fit in one carrier together either. And they so need to be kind of, under the, the seat. seat. Yeah. yeah. You can't okay. take them out. You've talked me out of it. Yeah. So, I mean, maybe one day I really either want an all black Pomeranian girl and I'm going to name her Cher 
or we're going to have an all blonde one and her name is going to be Baby Gaga. <laughs> so yeah, we've already picked names. <laughs> I, I feel like this could happen sooner rather than later. You know, yeah, you never know. Maybe I'll get both. Maybe I'll have four dogs. What's I'll just be a crazy Pomeranian mom. <laughs> what's your, um, you know, with the amount of travel that you guys do, mm-hmm. what's your your travel thing, your travel hack? Like everybody has like the, oh, I'll wear the the funny looking uh, pillow around my neck or I'll do this or I'll do that. What's yours? Um, always get a bottle of water before you get on the flight because, yeah. They never bring it around often enough. No, and like I don't want a weird little glass of it. <laughs> Yeah, I'm like, can I get three of those, please? (laughs) Yeah, so always get a bottle of water. Always kind of, I always keep snacks in my bag, in my purse too. Like, I feel like I have a Mary Poppins bag. Like, it's always just full of like endless amounts of things. So, you know, have have your nuts or your protein bars or whatever it is. I'm a window person. I always need to be in the window seat because I sleep. I fall asleep on planes within seconds. I'm like, sometimes before we've even taken off. I'm not sure what that is. I think I'm just always tired. Uh... But the yeah. window's great, except then you have to ask two people to get up but if you, you need to go to the bathroom. bathroom. Before you get on the flight, okay. you know, you have like a little system. When John and I travel together, we always we always get airport breakfast, which is like a thing that That's we always are like. We get airport breakfast, so we would go early, like enough time to get our little breakfast time in at the airport LAX. LAX Fan, fancy LAX. <laughs> LAX is not a fun Yeah, we just have like little at. like traditional like things like, you know, that you do. LAX is not a fun airport to be at. No, I am. How often do you fly out of Burbank? So much closer. I'm I'm flying out of Burbank uh, for Vegas, actually coming up here because it's so so easy. But 99% of the time I'm out of LAX, which is a nightmare. And that airport has been under construction. I've lived in the States for seven years. It's still under construction. So I don't know what is going on. The Delta terminal, though, is lovely. They've redone the Delta terminal. It's fantastic. Yeah, it's I fly American Airlines. It's... uh, it's a bit, a bit, a bit chaotic. Yeah, that's, I don't. That's a nice way to say it. Like John was telling me how they're, they're supposed to get this done by the time the Olympics happen, and I'm like, I don't know if this is gonna. <laughs> they're going pretty slow. <laughs> Do you have a favorite John Morrison match? <sighs> I mean, I'm gonna go back to like Lucha because I was there. You know those those all night long, sixty minute, classic. Yeah. You know, John versus, I think it was Willie Mack, John versus Ricochet. Yeah. Some of those are for me, like. You mean Prince Puma? Prince Puma, pardon me. Um, some of those, I think, are pretty damn special. I talked to John about, uh, I mean, it's just magic that he made with Bad Bunny, who is <laughs> just crushing it now. Yeah. He's he's a man. I like Bad Bunny. He He's the man. Yeah. It's his, like, the entrance in Puerto Rico is like. What is happening? And I didn't like, I watched it just on social media because like a lot of times that's just how I kind of like keep up to date on what's going on. And I was like, that's electric. Like you could feel, I felt like if I was there, like you could feel the air. Well, it was like a Bad Bunny concert that just happened to have a wrestling match. Yes. It was crazy. Yeah. Him and Zelina, their entrances were like nuts to me. Like you could just, I could feel like how powerful those moments are. Yeah. I will look. Double or nothing is this Sunday. Maybe. That card is is stacked. Yes. And I think that you guys have the potential here to steal the show. I am so looking forward to it. I'm excited to be making my pay-per-view debut with AEW. You know, like this is is a big moment for me. And uh, yeah, I'm ready to leave it all out there. And I've got some crazy surprises up my sleeves for everybody. Can't wait to see this. So yeah, it's going to be 
magical. I'm just so thankful for this opportunity, um, for Tony believing in me and, you know, allowing me to, to run with it and, and just show the world what I can do. So. I love it. Congratulations Thank you. again. I end every conversation with gratitude. Yes. I say out loud three things I'm grateful for when I wake up and before I go to bed. And we end every conversation with that. So what are three things that you're grateful for? Right I now? am grateful for my health. I'm grateful for my family and friends who have loved and supported me through all this crazy shit. And I am uh, just grateful for the universe protecting me and giving me these opportunities and showing me the way. I love that. Congratulations Thank again. You. So good to see you. <laughs> Thanks, Chris. <laughs> Great to see you too. And I can't wait to meet your baby. Oh, yeah. So it's coming up soon. All right. Big thank you to Taya for joining us. And thank you, of course, for being in the studio with us as well. Taya has that big match against Jade this weekend. Double or nothing for the TBS championships. Gonna be a good one. That whole car is stacked on Sunday. Take a screenshot. Share this with somebody who you know will love it and tag us on social media. She is at the Taya Valkyrie. I'm at Chris Van Vliet. And I'll leave you with the words of Helen Keller. A bend in the road is not the end of the road unless you fail to make the turn. Be great. Be grateful. We will see you on the next one for some more insight. I'm Mark Chapman. Welcome to the Planet Premier League podcast. Each week, Cesc Fabregas, Nader Manua, and myself talk all things Premier League. As a player, you don't have time to talk. No. You don't have time to make a plan. You just need to deal with wave after wave after wave. We watched Coach Carter, and he said, oh, afterwards, the game's just about doing this for your teammates. And I remember looking around halfway through the film, and half the squad was asleep. <laughs> Planet Premier League. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.